Good morning, everybody. I'm uh, Father Diego. Maybe someone uh, you recognize me. I'm very proud to serve an activity of our Lord nine years ago when I left here to go in mission to Santiago de Chile. I'm from Mexico, but I'm since I left uh, Nativity, uh, I'm still there uh, working in, in that parish in, in Santiago de Chile. I'm very uh, grateful for many of you that uh, support my, my life there, support uh, my, my mission there. And I came to, to visit many of that families that uh, are supporting in all of you. I, I'm feeling every single time I come here, I'm feeling as my home. I feel I never left here, even if I see kids growing up, you know, yeah, I, nine years ago, and also my hair begin to be white, you know. I want to share a little bit of uh, this homily and, and also uh, to share with you the altar with some thoughts I prepare for you. Today's gospel is the continuation of the last Sunday. To the crowd that flocked to him from everywhere, Jesus exposes the fundamental characteristics of his ethics, that is, the rules of behavior for those who want to be his followers. Blessed are the poor who to the rich. He had said, and today's sequel makes it clear that it is not a question of wallets, that is, poor and rich are not what is commonly understood, that is, those who live in hardship or in abundance. The rich are those who think only of themselves, of what this world can offer, seeking it by every means, lawful or not, while the poor are those who aim at the future world, which they will reach if in, they, in this they propose the good for themselves, but are also for others. Hence the golden rule, which seems so difficult to many to follow. Love your enemies as you want others to do to you, so you also do to them. And exemplifies, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Praise for those who treat you badly. To anyone who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. From whoever tears your cloak, do not refuse even the tunic. Give to whoever asks you, and to whoever takes your things, do not ask them back. The reasons for such behavior are following. If you love those who love you, what gratitude is due to you? Sinners also love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what gratitude is due to you? Even sinners do the same. That is, Christian must be better than others. The called sinners here corresponding to the rich of the previous discourse. Better than others? But why? Because Jesus explains, by doing so, your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High because he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful as your father is merciful, in which you measure, he will be measured you to, to you in return. Therefore, the rule of our behavior 
must not be our personal convenience, but the one that the Lord himself chose us, who does not strike those who behave badly, but is always willing to forgive and never tires of giving his benefits to anyone. Demonstrate, in fact, that you want to welcome them. Moreover, as Jesus teaches in the, our Father, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who are our debtors. It's hard, yes, of course, it's hard, but not impossible. With the help that God gives us, and there are many examples that say it is possible. The life of the saints offer many examples that you want with the many others whose fruits are seen. For example, the missionaries or those who make charity active and the other works that are based on the availability of those who perhaps do not even receive a thank you. Among those who have been able to forgive, we all remember the photo of Pope John Paul II in the cell of the man who had reduced him to death. Miraculously survived, he wanted to go in person to bring his forgiveness to the enemy. And above all, the example of Jesus, who did not hesitate to come into this world, even knowing what he was facing. And after a life aimed at the good of his enemies, he forgave even those who were nailing him to the cross. Not only that, he also justified them because they don't know what they are doing, he says. So much heroin is not required of everyone every day, but precisely for this reason, in so many small things, how different the world would be if one of us learned to forgive, how many fewer quarrels in the family, between world colleges, and in all areas of our ordinary life, if we knew how to overcome the wrongs and offenses and far from the idea of replying blow for blow or meditating to, for revenge, if we could formulate a prayer for those who have hurt us. I want to share um, two simple uh, examples that happened in, in my life in mission. The first one was when I just arrived to Santiago in Chile. I, I think was a close to or near to the Mexican culture or behavior, but isn't. I mean, I went to the church, I think was uh, the first months I was there, and I uh, say hello to the secretary that was with another woman, and behind me was entering in the office, one man is, uh, yeah, um, with some problems. We see him with desperate and maybe not wearing um, very good clothes. He was walking behind me, and he said, I need to see the father. And I turned around and I said, uh, yeah, what do you want? He said, I need to see the father. And the secretary said, yeah, but tell us what you want. He said, I need to talk with him. I, I did um, bad things. Uh, I need to, to talk with him. I said, okay, come on. You want to, to say a confession? Come to my office. And the secretary stopped him. He said, no, you need to say here what you want. Because... Uh, we seen that he was not okay, not, not very well. And you see in the, the clothes, um, yeah, uh, he was uh, with some anxiety. And I say, okay, maybe he need to come to my office, let him to come. And secretary says, no, no, 
she knows very well what kind of people was him. And she say, Father, you let your door open. They say, okay, but why? He needs to say the confession. And I say, okay, come to my office, talk, no, uh, very, very low, and uh, we see. And he came to my office, and he says, I did uh, something very, very wrong. I was arguing with my wife. I, I punched her, and I yelled to my kids. In which he was repented. He began to cry. He said, will God forgive me? And I say, of course, he was waiting for you. And he began to cry and put two guns that he was wearing in his clothes, put on the, on the desk. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I say, okay. Um, and he ran away. He went away, and he, I never seen him before. That was the first example, no, that we need uh, the forgiveness of our sins, of our mistakes, our uh, weakness. The second one was a man that I received a call uh, because he was dying. He was in his house in the last minutes of his life, but he was very conscious. And I went in that house, even if the family um, don't want me there because they, they were not, not Catholics, but the man was. And he asked me to go close to give you the anointing. And he said the confession, and he said the same word, will God forgive me? You know, in the last moment of his life. And I said, yes, of course. God was waiting for you, was waiting for this single moment because he is begging that we may recognize the, the need of Christ, forgive. This is the way, and this is the, the meaning of this homily also. We need to learn how to, to forgive our um, beloved ones the, the most closely, because is that where uh, the love of God and our faith is, is visible for others. Let us pray to the Lord that he may help us to learn how to be open in our hearts and to show the love of God that we receive every single time that he forgives our mistakes. Amen.